The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. It's time to face the music. It's your day in court with a people's lawyer, Bruce Hagan, and attorney Ray Judice. This is your day in court with Bruce Hagan and Ray Judice. My name is Tug Coward. You're listening to Extra 106.3. We're going to start out today's show by finding out how you... If you find yourself in some sort of legal situation, can get help from these fine gentlemen. Bruce, I'll start with you. Hey, great to be here this morning. And uh, yes, it's Bruce at Hagen-Law.com. That's H-A-G-E-N dash or hyphen law.com. I hate that hyphen, but we'll talk about why it's there a little bit later (laughs) in uh, this morning's show. Um, You can call me 404-522-7553. Anything having to do with personal injury claims or realistically whatever you need, give us a call because if I can't help you very much like Ray, I know somebody who can help you and it's certainly better than trying to figure it out for yourself. No kidding, yeah, right? you got to know a guy. It's good to hey, know a guy. Yeah, Ray Judice, G-I-U, D's and David, I-C-E, just like Teresa Judice, husband, Joe, who's been deported. So, yeah, poor fellow. So she's stuck here in New Jersey and he's in Padua, Italy, eating great pasta, right? Yeah. I feel sorry for him. Life's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. 404-964-4185. I got a web page. I've got LinkedIn. I've got Facebook. The only thing I ask clients to do is whatever chain of communication that we start off with, can we stick with that? Keep that one. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, so if you sent me a text and I didn't get back to you. I get back to you. They don't send me something from LinkedIn. And I'm like, I didn't look there. I didn't know to look at my <laughs> right. LinkedIn page for telling me about your case. So, uh, But I've got all those things. And I've also got a lot of videotape of me doing various shows. I was did court TV with Nancy Grace for years and a lot of CBS covering some big murder trials here in Atlanta. And you get to see how I think. And uh, every Friday morning with The Locker Room at 820. Live radio. Station, the fan. Speaking of sports, let's start with a sports topic, and that is the now former Cleveland Indians will be called the Cleveland Guardians next year. The only thing they've run into, other than maybe some people rolling their eyes or not liking the change, is their actual website, the ClevelandGuardians.com. The problem is ClevelandGuardians.com is owned by a roller derby team. Now, it's a team that hadn't worked or you know, been in action, I guess, in the last couple of years due to COVID mainly, they could have simply done a search and figured out what was going on there. What happens in this situation? You just got to go buy the thing, right? Well, first thing you fire the yeah. media team or marketing team that you hired to come up with this great idea of this new name. You're going to rebrand a, what, 120-year-old professional baseball team, you know, that had the first African-American player in the American League, Larry Doby. You know, had some great players, uh, lost the 58 World Series to the New York Giants. That's where Willie Mays made that great Mm over-the-shoulder catch against Dick Wirtz. I mean, there's a lot of tradition. Uh, Terrible stadium until they built uh, Jacoby Field about 20 years ago, which is a beautiful field. And nobody did a simple domain check or Mm -hmm. a trademark check or copyrights. I mean, they've got great lawyers, I'm sure, for the firm that could have run that through real quick. What's happened is... Smart folks have buy up domain names. You know, they see the move and the change in the culture, and they're buying up these names and websites before you, with your brilliant idea, get there. Well, they own it. Mm-hmm. They own it. Whoever the roller derby team is uh, in Cleveland owns that, and they're going to have to get bought out. That's my opinion. The Cleveland Guardian Professional Baseball Club is going to write the uh, roller derby club a check. Bruce, what is that worth? Uh, season tickets for the owner of the roller <laughs> yeah, derby right. team. And, and to some extent, I'm sure they want to draw on civic pride and stop yourself. <laughs> Uh-huh. You've been hired to represent the roller derby. Oh, I team. see. Yeah, you know, we do that. Yeah, one. Here's, here's what I say. Oh, it's going to take a lot of money. Back up the Brinks truck and those season tickets. You're, yeah, right. you're, That's you right. were talking the about the golden pass, the and, lifetime and, pass. And, and yes, we we certainly have a lot of civic pride, but we also uh, own something that you very badly need. Well, look, and and the Washington football team has gotten a lot of grief over. How is it possible that you haven't come up with a name for a mascot to replace the Redskins? Maybe that's well, it. it. It certainly is what's it. And, and you know, the NFL lawyers and the Washington lawyers, you know, these guys are buttoned up. Not that Cleveland Indians, now Guardians lawyers, weren't. But this is a bad mistake 
by a lawyer advising some professional sports team who didn't pick up on this or or who felt maybe even worse that don't worry about it. They're a defunct roller derby team. We'll just plow right through them. What's happening with the Washington team is that they're making sure that all of this is done properly because beyond just the name that you use for your team, there's an enormous amount of money that is involved in the merchandising of that of squad. And so they're going to make sure that they get it right. So so maybe you get a Washington fabrication of something that we've never heard before because everything else is taken. Uh, you know, Washington's been around. They, they, I don't know if they're going to go with the senators or bring them back. I or, thought the Washington Monuments would be a great name. Great name. You know? Yeah. Great name. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and and let's be realistic. This has come up with the Atlanta Braves. The, the Braves certainly haven't had to deal with the same level of criticism as have uh, Cleveland Indians, but it's out there. Yeah. You know? oh, yeah. And, and, and I know that um, in conjunction with Hank Aaron's passing this year, the, the thought came up of, you know, what about rebranding the Braves as the Atlanta Hammers? And, and you know, the hammer looks just like a tomahawk. Uh, you know, you could probably you could do that easily do enough. Similar. There's certainly not been any other pro sports teams unless – I haven't kept up with Ultimate Frisbee. I don't know if they're yeah, right. a pro circuit. But there's an issue there with the Braves that they have to contend with. They don't have to do anything, but certainly it's out there, just like Golden State Warriors uh, have had this out there as well. So this is the world we live in now. I yeah. think the Indians of all teams should have – Seen this because they had earlier had to deal with their mascot, Chief Wahoo. That's right. Which was, quite frankly, a derogatory. It was a caricature. It was a character of, of an American Indian. Now we have the screaming, when I say screaming, I mean the, the hollering brave. With, I, what am I it's, trying it's to called, say? It's called yeah. the screaming, screaming brave. Screaming yeah, right. and, yeah. and, and the braves no longer sell yeah, merchandise yeah. with that particular and, logo. And we used to have Chief Nakahoma. Right. Uh, and the squaw, I think the yeah. it was a, a woman, That's and they right. used to run out to the to the TP in left field. field. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, back in the seventies, it was, and it caught on fire one time. Yeah, he was right. cooking something, yeah. in there, right. and he got uh, the fire on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that, and now we've got blooper. So yeah, uh, right. look yeah, how far right. we've come, man. <laughs> we are devolving. As <laughs> yeah, a species. Well, certainly with yeah. the Guardians, you know what I what I would expect is that there's some letters and calls being made, going back and forth, and and. You know, certainly the uh, family that's that's owning the Indians, you know, has reached out to whoever it is that's responsible to, for the ownership there. I wouldn't criticize the the roller derby team for not having used anything for the last two years because, let's face it, we were in a weird yeah. period. We're still in a weird period. And roller derby at this level, you know, we have it here in Atlanta. They have a great roller derby league here in Atlanta. It seems like the toxic shocks. But it's done in a small little arena. You're mm. right on top of each other. It's just not suitable, really, for a COVID-era sport. And there's no TV money behind it like there used to be it used in the to 70s. be Saturday morning. Yeah, it was great. Before, yeah. before wrestling, yeah. there was a role. The Bay, yep. City, Bay City something. and Bay it was City same Rollers. There's the same two teams, and they just beat the S, you, you know what, out yeah, of each other. The heck out it was there. great. I think the one guy, Charlie McGarry, he was like 90. <laughs> yeah, he but was like he, a he would, get, he just had he would get whipped around yes. from the back of that, uh, <laughs> that line there and weave in and out. It was a fun sport, and they had you know really banked curves in there, so uh, yeah. guys would pick up some speed. Don't let your children watch this stuff. It'll, sh it'll these children, this generation, <laughs> it'll set them back. Maybe right. it was because I was uh, I already had the idea that wrestling was staged when I was young. What? And, you know, I know, I know, it's hard to believe, but I always kind of felt like that roller derby was too. A little bit. They think they had a little bit of you know built-in fun in there. You know, Tug, maybe I, the, the I, I, I just may have to cut off Tug's mic if he's going to keep talking like this. <laughs> no, this is sacrilege. This is filth, is what it is. I'm going to change the subject right now. Back to back to websites. But you, know, and that you, you sort bring of thing. you bring up the point about people buying up everything. Uh, my brother-in-law years ago, uh, he, he hadn't his own business and he had kind of a mortgage business and he bought up uh, what was a great name. Uh, I think it was USA Mortgage, but something like that. Doc, it was just a great name that he was going to use for his business. And this was really in the very early days of the internet, of the internet being yeah. as, as popular as it was. And sure enough, one of these big boy firms came to him. It's like, we want to buy this name. And he threw a number out there that he thought was ridiculous. Now, like it's not retirement money ridiculous, but it was a ridiculous number at the time. And they said, yes, we paid. Wow. So all of a sudden, you know, I get the call here. Normally in my family, I get blamed for every, you know all the problems of society caused by lawyers but when they need one yeah. you know, they call me and so right. i get the call hey can you write this contract up for me i need to i need to sell this thing and i got to sell it by tomorrow and i want to make sure the check clears and yeah. sure enough he got paid good money just That's because great. he had the foresight to to reserve that name so back in the day show how old i am if you wanted to advertise as a lawyer 
in the phone book, half-page ad, full-page ad. The name had to be either the name of your law firm. It had to be a name in the English language. It couldn't Mm -hmm. be double X star super lawyers. Mm -hmm. So the first lawyer ad in any phone book would be A-H-N lawyer because Aachen is a town in Germany. Oh, really? And it's it's spelled A-A-C-H-E-N. It's double A, right, So which puts you in front of the single A's. So there was this real, how do we figure out how to get our name ahead of the other names because yeah. people are leafing through the phone when they used to use a phone book yeah. to find legal services. That's you know? so funny. So uh, this this is a game that has been going on for years. Bruce, you yourself have had to adapt your your name, right, with the, with the hyphen. Absolutely. And so, you know, when I was um, coming up with the domain name and I tried to say Hagen Law, right, it says who I am and what I do, Hagen Law. It's in your name. And, and sure enough, there was somebody in Texas that was a lawyer that was already using that domain, um, looked him up. I've, it seemed to be an inactive um, website, web, web domain name in the sense that there was no real website to go with it. But this guy in Texas was a lawyer. His father had, had found it. The, the guy I spoke to didn't really use it, but he wouldn't sell it. And, and I offered to buy it from him. He wouldn't sell it. But what he said was, hey, tell you what, if I get any emails for you, I'll just forward them on. And, <laughs> and every now and then I, I get an email forwarded you know, from the guy That's in funny. Texas. But you know, now we're Hagen-Law.com works just fine. Yeah. Uh, I do remember that what Ray's talking about, though, in the yellow pages where you, know, you want it to be first. Uh, because just like it is with Google, and nobody looks beyond the first page of, of search results. You know, if you're the you're flipping through and you're you're going through, you know, M and L, L for lawyers, right? And there there you are. Uh, and it was like double A Achin Law Firm of Raymond Stein, right, whatever the right, guy's name right, was. Right. You know, somebody came, he, he he his name would have put him all the way towards the back, but he created a firm name like this, and it lasted for one year because during that year the state bar said you can't do that. Oh, you know, wow. we're not allowing you to do and that. And by the way, there is a lawyer in Atlanta named Ray Stein. I know him; he's a wonderful. It guy. It may not have been Ray Stein. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it may wanna, not have been Ray. I, wanna, I, I don't mean to, to a good disparage guy. Ray. Yeah, yeah right. But, but but it was something like that. I forget example. the guy's actual name, but it would have had him at the back of the listing where you're not as likely to get the phone to ring. And so for that one year, because they couldn't go back and recall every single phone book that had been printed, uh, he got away with it. Goodness gracious. Well, it's it's certainly a, a big topic due to the now Cleveland Guardians running into it. But uh, if you ever have questions about this, I would encourage you to reach out to Bruce Array because they've probably experienced it before in some shape, form or fashion. Absolutely. When we come back, we'll talk about Disney and their lawsuit over a brand new movie. And one of their stars is the one filing. Next on Extra 106.3, this is your day in court. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY. And there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required. And they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer. This is your day in court with Bruce Hagan and Ray Judice on Extra 1063. Welcome back to your day in court with Bruce Hagan and Ray Judice here on Extra 1063. My name is Tug Cowart. I don't typically watch the. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what you'd call it, the uh, the superhero movies. I usually don't watch the superhero movies. My wife, Laura, my son, Jacob, love them. I just don't dig them. Are you referring to the Marvel Cinematic Universe that way? Yes. Tug? The, I, yes. I, 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 then you're the only one. I know. I know I am. That's the, that's the honest truth. I think I'm the only person that just don't dig them. But it's, uh, it is what it is. You know, I know a lot of people enjoy it, and I get it. However, I was surprised when I saw that Black Widow was, was released, and then it was the lowest box office gross for a Marvel movie in the history of the Marvel, Marvel movie franchises. Then, following that, 
Scarlett Johansson actually files suit against Disney. She says they released the movie at the wrong time because we're coming off of COVID and, you know, theaters are not as full as they could be. And then putting the movie on Disney Plus right away. She says it's eating into her opportunity to get bonuses that are built into her contract. How do you see this coming down? Well, uh, it's a breach of contract case. It's it's actually fairly straightforward, I think, in certain ways and then really subtle and challenging in other ways. I, I don't like the optics of it. You know, she's, um, Scarlett Johansson is a major Hollywood star and got paid an enormous amount of money uh, relative to what other people in the world make, $20 million just for making this movie. Part of a $22 billion franchise of uh, these Marvel pictures, right? But as is typical with major stars, the contract includes incentives and and rewards based on performance for the movie, and and you know they call it points. And the way that the language of the contract was written, a contract by the way that was drafted in 2019 pre-COVID, it's written in a way that says that you know you will get certain bonuses based on the um, revenue office. generated yeah. in the box office from a theatrical release. And so their argument is that this did not contemplate a release on a streaming service where I don't, uh, the talent doesn't get revenues. It's a subscription service if you have Disney+, Plus, and there's no way to do that. And Scarlett Johansson's contention is that the studio did that intentionally to try to keep her from making money and that that is a breach of the contract, which contemplated just a theatrical release. Now, what Ray was missing, uh, you know, what happened between 2019 and the timing of this uh, release is COVID and the fact that people stopped going to movie theaters entirely. And only recently did we see them open up theaters at all and very, very slowly. And what COVID also did was it took the distributors of content, Disney, Netflix, Ruco, and it fast forwarded them 10 years. It's like it's, all of a sudden we're going to do business a different way. And hey, we're making a lot of money doing it this yeah. way. So I was thinking while you were speaking, Bruce, this is sort of like, you know, you've got a, a baseball player's got a contract. And if I hit 50 home runs this season, I'm going to get a, you know, a big bonus. Well, I've got 49 and there's seven games left and you bench me. Well, yeah. I have no injury. Now, is it foreseeable based on the last 10 years of my baseball card that I played 162 games? Yes, it is. I mean, if it is. And I've hit 50 home runs multiple times. Therefore, you kept me out of my bonus. I think, I think the other thing, the optics issue that, that Bruce brought up, here's the thing. The contract is going to take some really smart lawyers and a judge who's really smart to break it down to see what was foreseeable and what was anticipated. The definitions of what the income stream were back then when the contract were written are totally different than what they are now and for all contracts going forward now what disney's doing is going on the aggressive and, and really aggressive which may send a, a little shockwave through the star network like man do you really want to do this for disney because they don't seem to be able to sit down in a closed room and hash this out they make a public thing out of it i mean i thought right. disney's response was extremely aggressive. Yeah, basically attacking Scarlett Johansson. It's just money. Over this. And, and I mean, it's a lot of money. But it's but money. But business corporations have business yeah. disputes all the time. It's like the Godfather says, they made it personal. It's the reverse, okay? <laughs> yeah. It was just business. Yeah. Right. So so I understand where she and her folks are coming from. Uh, and it is, it just goes to show that there are so many ways now, if you make content, how to make money from it, how to distribute it worldwide in just such a short period of time. Yeah, and don't be surprised if uh, in the next Avengers movie installment, we come to learn that Black Widow died in an unfortunate accident, <laughs> uh, you know, somewhere when she went back home to her native Russia, never to be heard from again. Or and, uh, it's, it's like I Dream of Jeannie when they switched out Barbara even for the other lady, you know, or, or what, wasn't it I Dream of Jeannie when they switched? No, it was the... It was bewitched. The, it was Bewitched, right? Right. Or, and then, it was the Darrens. The Darrens. That's why I've got my shows mixed up, yeah. All of a sudden, Darren looks different. Yeah, it was the husbands. Yeah, that's... That's exactly right. There you go. But yeah, I mean, just just look, Disney controls it and they have the ability to um, make it work or just cut it off. And so, yeah, they're taking a very aggressive stance. You know, Ray and I, um, certainly with our experience um, in 70 years of legal experience between us, we know that this didn't get started with the lawsuit papers being filed down at the courthouse. This got started way before then. And, and you know, it's it's not just Scarlett Johansson who makes money from the points. It's her agent. It's her lawyer. It's her team. They all make money from it, right? And so these, wh whether she cares or not, she may feel like, yeah, you know, I've got enough money. I'm hanging with my 
boyfriend, husband, Colin Jost, and we've got enough money between us to do whatever we want. But, you know, sort of like the, the um, you know, think back to Tom Glavin uh, when he was uh, the union rep for the Braves and uh, his contract was up and he could have given the Braves a home team discount, but instead he, he went to the Mets. Basically, you know, it seemed that there was some pressure there. You as the from, spokesperson from the, from the union, you have an obligation to get as much money as you possibly can. Well, don't can. you think the Screen Actors Guild exactly. is, behind, is saying to her, That's go what, girl, we'll got you back, we'll... We agree with you completely. Right. And, and you know, folks at other agencies, I think, feel that way, too, mm-hmm. and also feel like this would never have gone public. This would never have gone to litigation had Disney not very heavy-handedly just said, we're not negotiating. You know, we can do this. We're 100% within our rights to do this. Your interpretation of the contract is wrong. There's nothing here that contemplated COVID. There's nothing that prevents us from doing a release using our streaming service. And if you don't get to make your bonus money and you only get the guaranteed 20 million portion of it, tough break, kid, but that's how it's going to go. And, you know, this one, uh, they may go to the mattresses if we can stay with our Godfather references. Well, a couple (laughs) quick things, though. This case may also be governed by mandatory arbitration at maybe many contracts which would be interesting because instead of a jury of 12 people who couldn't figure out how to get out of jury duty you would have one or a panel of three arbitrators who are probably contract lawyers or judges that have heard nothing but business cases or lots of them so that's kind of an interesting way to talk about a prior show that we did the other thing is in contract law the definitions if any definition or term is unambiguous or confusing the it is construed against the constructor of the contract so if I put the contract together and I left something to be vague or uh, subject to multiple interpretations that's it's held against me mm-hmm. okay there's what's called the contract of adhesion if I remember first year law school which would have been fall of 1982 which means <laughs> I've drafted this lawsuit or this this contract and you're stuck with every every word from the four corners of every page. You don't get to change it. We're not negotiating it. If I do that, if I try to put a contract of adhesion on you and I've screwed up the language, it's my problem. Yeah. The, the and, drafter. And, and in every state, the, the first place that anybody's going to look in, in following the rules of contract construction is the clear language of the contract itself. It's just that what happens when it's not clear and when what? it's susceptible to more than one interpretation, what can you do to get beyond that? Sometimes you can't do anything. And many contracts have within themselves the definitions, which may not be the same definition in Webster's unabridged dictionary. It's a definition which is like a term of art for the industry, and it's used in a certain context. And if you agree to that contract, you are bound by those definitional terms. Right. Like a, a term that's probably in this contract is the term back end. If I asked you, Ray, what, what comes to mind when I mention Scarlett Johansson and the word back end, <laughs> Nothing you're going right to have an image in mind, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, but in terms of the back-end participation in movie projects, it means how much money is generated at the box office. What's a motion picture? What is, <laughs> right. what is the definition of that? I mean, what is the distribution channel that is accredited to her for her bonuses? Yeah, and, and sort of who has the authority and discretion to do that. And, and keep in mind, we're not talking about small potatoes here. This is, this is a claim that's worth around $50 million potentially. So, you know, it's, it's a big deal. I, again, when I talk about the optics, it's, it's kind of tone deaf of Scarlett Johansson in the era of COVID to A, seem to be complaining about only making $20 million, and B, you know, seem to be complaining that um, the studio chose a method to release its movie where people can see it without having to expose themselves to the risk of getting sick from COVID by going to movie theaters, right? So it seems kind of tone deaf in that respect. But in the respect of, hey, you just intentionally breached this agreement and, and did it in a way that screwed me out of up to $50 million that I should have been able to earn based on, you know, the success of your pre- or previous five installments of Avengers movies. You know, it's, it's a, v- a valid point that she has there. How do you think, Bruce, that she should have went about this? If she, if she did go the wrong way, how would you yeah. have advised her okay, to do so, it? Okay, and so I, I started down that road that, you know, Ray and I having had experience in all different kinds of legal matters, we know that, the, this, again, this didn't start with them running down to the courthouse and filing a lawsuit. Sure. They, there were discussions, there were meetings, there were letters, there were threats, there were probably settlement offers, there were maybe counter offers, maybe there was an attempt at, let's see if we can get a neutral third party I mean, in here to help us resolve it and, right, and mediate right. it before we file suit. There, we talked last week about 
um, alternative dispute resolution, almost all of which yeah. was in the context of things that happen after you file suit. Mm -hmm. But those same things can happen before you ever file suit. Mm -hmm. the, the issues are on the table. I mean, it, it's, there may be correspondence here that, that nobody knew about and can't find out about sure. until they have the subpoena power that comes with the lawsuit. But for the most part, it was all out in the open, I think, mm -hmm. about how it led, uh, it got to this point. So they could have just said, you know, let's sit down and arbitrate or mediate this, or let's, you know, let's talk to some other folks at a different studio whose opinion we both value mm -hmm. and see what they think about it and see if they can help I, us. I found agreement. it interesting that Disney's response was so personalized against her that it was almost as if they were trying to get a jury to say, I'll tell you what, here we are in the middle of the pandemic, people are on almost on the breadline. the government's doling out money to keep people alive and PPP loans for small businesses. We paid her $20 million, but no, that's just not enough for her. She wants to change, go back and change the contract for, I mean, you could almost yeah. see where that's where they were trying They're the almost case. Almost like baiting them a little Well, trying the case in the court of public opinion, yeah. hoping yeah. it would trickle back. But I don't think it was a smart way to lawyer. I think it was a bad look for, man, isn't that Walt Disney? Isn't that like princesses and yeah, right. things like Everybody's that? Everybody's happy and little <laughs> yeah, mouse, I mean, mouse right. running around. Right. That's not a good look. So what you, then I will ask you the opposite side. How would you have advised Disney then? What would have been the same thing, mediation? I'd say let's go to mediation or let's hire the best L.A. law firm that specializes in, in movie contracts and stars mm. and let's give it to those good lawyers and let them come up with let them be the mediators or right. the you know let's get in a room and hash it out maybe we got to write you a check and then maybe we'll do it better next time even beyond that we'll make another the, movie for yeah, us like, yeah you know yeah. hey we'll commit to two more movies we'll figure you know, something we'll, out we'll do your next two movies you you tell we'll us wrap what you want to make we'll we'll make whatever you want it's you just know? money it's i mean they're all making right. so well, you know this is as if they lost 50 million dollars <laughs> or 20 million no guys you made a lot of money i know right? and, and, and part of disney point is too that you know you're really biting the hand that feeds you because we've created this great franchise opportunity for you with Black Widow and now what you're doing is destroying it writing yourself out of it <laughs> right no there'll just be a new Black Widow too yeah, yeah. spawn of maybe, maybe Julie Newmar makes an appearance <laughs> yeah. as well. oh, easy man <laughs> Black Widow. there's certain names <laughs> that's right Ray's first love she, if only she knew uh, but yeah there's all kinds of ways this could have been handled because the, these folks are in the business of just printing money you know yeah. uh, again between the Marvel franchise and the you know Disney Star owns Wars. the Star Wars franchise yeah. and then just every amazing animated film and Pixar film that comes along and the theme parks, it's it's an endless stream of money. And and it's, it's funny because I have a friend who uh, works at a different studio, mm -hmm. um, and I'd ask them about this. I said, how would this have been handled if, if you know this had happened with one of your franchise films? And he's like, this never would have happened to us because we would have worked it out way ahead of time with, with the talent, and we value talent. Disney doesn't. Mm. You know, wow, and so, that's and a so bold statement. It's, it's, it's just a different uh, approach to things. And uh, look, these guys are competitors, you know, yeah, so of course. Uh, he's, he's taking a company line. Wow. I find it interesting because I, I don't know that, that it damages the, the reputation of either in truly in the court of public opinion because most kids that want to go to Disney, you know, they're, they're small, they're not paying attention to it. Most parents are worried about princesses and, and you know, Donald Duck and that sort of stuff. So, I don't know that to the average Joe that this really even makes a dent. Do you think that it does or well, not? Well, it, it does in the same way that when you hear about a professional athlete refusing to sign a contract for $90 million in mm -hmm. four years, and you think that that is ridiculous. How do you turn down that much yeah. money? Yeah. You know, and, and it's like, well, okay, that's that's a lot of money. It's an insane amount of money to probably everybody who's listening to this show and, and everybody I know and so forth. But within the limited purely you know tiny little community of professional athletes you might say that yeah but look that's what these guys get who sit on the bench in my mm -hmm. sport yeah. and the stars get 150 million and mm -hmm. 180 million and and as a star i should be paid the same thing and so whether that's ego or just a matter of relative to what i do and how i do it what you're paying is insignificant how that's do you, right. go ahead go ahead Ray. well i was gonna say two things that there's there's another set of eyeballs on this problem and that's called Wall Street. Yeah. And right now, today, Disney, and maybe because of our conversation, is down $3.35 <laughs> a share. Right. Now, I don't know if it has anything to do with the Scarlett Johansson problem. But but if I'm an investor, I'm, let's say I'm an institutional investor in Disney. I've Chances are we both are we investors. We probably yeah, are. And, and, and everyone listening in one of your mutual funds and your IRA, 
you know, is this good management? Is this the sign of things to come, or is this mismanagement? I mean, are they looking at screwing up on other contracts? Uh, are they going to hurt this franchise that is so valuable that this is why the stock trades at, I don't know, 35 times earnings? Well, if you're going to hurt future earnings by getting into fights with your stars without even trying to make a deal, you know, is that smart? And I think the other thing that Bruce t brings up, too, is every one of us guys who put our, our mitt on our handlebars – you know, we sit out here at, at Truist Park and we say, man, I think I could have done this. You know, mm -hmm. not, I'd play this game for hot dog and beer. Uh, yeah. The real, uh, reality, you can't. We couldn't because if we could, we would have. Yeah, you would have, And yeah. secondly, these big contracts, whether it's uh, movie stars, musicians, athletes, the other side of the trade is some corporation, okay? <laughs> you know, whether it's Comcast or the New York Yankees or these are organizations of really smart people that know what the value is, what what how much money they can make by tr by paying, I think it's our point guard Trey, Trey Young. Young just signed for 171 million dollars over five years and an extra 50 if he accomplishes certain bonus issues. Well, don't think it's because they love him. Yeah. They do. Seems yeah. like a real nice young man. This yeah. is where the market but is. But they figured yeah. out how much we're going to. Our return on the investment is three to one. So we spend two hundred on two hundred thousand on Trey, but we make six hundred. Right. You know, million, and right. that's 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 or, how it works. You know, and, and how it filters down to us is that you know it now costs fifteen dollars to go to the movies, or and eighteen dollars, right? And, and we keep going. Yeah, or or you know, like my my season tickets to the Braves that used to be six dollars. Um, you know, in 1989, when I first got season tickets, you know, now I'm paying $80 a ticket. It's it, it's just the the cost escalates, and you know, as do the player salaries, and as do the profits of the companies that own them. Do you see right? Same question I asked. Do you see it damaging outside of you know the stock market, like with everyday Americans? Do you think it could be damaging because? I do think if it happens over and over and over again, it could be, right? Like for this one incident, I don't know that it will, but you bring up baseball and it was a good one because during COVID, remember there was the, the are we going to have it, are we going to even play? There was a lot of back and forth and there's a, a negotiation coming up over a new, you know, the, the new players deal that's coming down with Major League Baseball. I think over time, that has damaged baseball and damaged the popularity of the sport and damaged the, the 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 shield, if you will, for Major League Baseball. I don't think it will to this point with Disney, but what about well, down what, the road? What if Disney starts a pattern of treating its superstars publicly poorly, poorly publicly? Like uh, Iron Man. Is that Downey? Yeah, Robert I don't Downey know Jr. a lot of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. I really don't. Yeah, nor do I. I don't watch but, it. But would you, scare the, would you chase that guy off? That, Robert Downey Jr., yeah. yeah. I mean, He's Iron like Man. I mean, I guess you could make Iron Man too, but but don't get into it. Don't get into a pissing match with that guy. He's really talented. He, he's he's the guy, you right. know. And and, and and so if there's a a series of those mishaps, just like teams that trade away their stars and they put other players in a uniform, well, we're not so happy about that sometimes. Yeah. Right. And and to some extent, you know, the the movie studios are so much bigger than the talent. And, and the actors and actresses that come through there that they just don't care, right? They, oh, we'll make another one. We'll, we'll find somebody else. You, you know, we're Disney. We can do what we want. People yeah. will always come to us. We own the franchise. We can put anybody in. Look how many different people they've had playing Spider-Man. And, and so, you, you know, we, 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 can, we can do this any way we want to. Um, and, and, yeah, people don't like, you know, these teams don't want to pay the baseball salaries. The Dodgers are paying. The Yankees are paying. You know, yeah. and so there's there's still somebody out there who's going to pay for these guys. Um you know, and, and as far as the public is concerned, I mean, look, everybody, it seems these days, has a reason to be mad at the NFL. Yeah. I'm mad at them because they coddle Colin Kaepernick, uh, you know, and uh, they're they're promoting Black Lives Matter. I'm mad at them because they don't uh, care about black players, you know, and, and uh, they, they look at the concussion settlement, how they're treating black players differently. Everybody has a reason to hate the NFL, it seems, and yet the NFL has never been more popular. Still thriving. And players are making more money than they've ever made, yeah. you know, and, and so... Um, professional sports, our entertainment industry, the music industry. I mean, my gosh, you look at these musicians, it's like, I can't stand the music. I can't stand the stories I read about them. I can't stand everything. They they sell more music than ever. They make a fortune. Their tours bring in a fortune of money. Um, you know, it's it's just But, you know, the flip are. side of it is within our lifetime, you know, there were superstars uh, who were just didn't make a, a thousandth of what their real value was to the Hank team Aaron. or how, right, how many – how many fannies they put in the seats or their music. I was, I read something about, you know, uh, it was Ralph Kiner, 
who was actually a fantastic baseball player. I think I see a member of the 500 club. Oh, 500 yeah, he home was, runs. A, he was right. a masher. And he played for the here. pitcher Pittsburgh Pirates. Well, you know, he went in for a, a raise, you know, and they said, you know, Ralph, we finished in last place with you. And we can finish in last place without you. <laughs> have a nice day. And, you know, here's your contract. And they slid it across. Back then, you couldn't even have an agent. I mean, it really wasn't yeah. until Drysdale and Koufax. Okay, think about that. Drysdale and Sandy Koufax went on strike themselves in like 62 or 63 because the Dodgers wouldn't give them a raise. They had been in a couple of World Series. They had mm-hmm. won a couple. And the Dodgers said, okay, we got more guys. We got, yeah. 400, we got 400 guys down here at Vero Beach at Dodger Town. We'll put two more in. They, yeah. had, no, they had no leverage. And they had know? nowhere to go. They had nowhere to go. The Mexican, team, the Mexican uh, League. Uh, right, yeah, but right. You, you weren't going to play Major League Baseball in the in United States of America. Uh, unless you played for the team that owned you, and that was true until free agency and Kurt Flood uh, sort of changed the marketplace by saying, you know, we're, we're not a slave unless, system here, and, um, you know, I should be able to go play wherever I want to play. And Marvin Miller, and Marvin a Miller lawyer for the union. who belongs in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah he's in the Hall of Fame. He's in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Oh, okay, great. Well, yeah. I knew he so, belonged uh, No, it, it's... it's <laughs> No, Ray, Ray makes excellent points. And so, you know, look, it, it, it wouldn't surprise me uh, if this thing did end up going to court and, and Scarlett got her day in court because Disney very, very well may just say, hey, look, we think public opinion is on our side. We want to send a message to the industry that we're not um, caving into the talent and uh, every dollar matters. And by the way, we feel like we're right, you know, so. Um, wouldn't you this, love to be in that court and watch that trial? I mean, I mean, Joanne. Oh, be fantastic. Which, <laughs> what is she wearing today? <laughs> hey, so if it were to go to court, who wins? If you had to guess. I think she wins. You do, okay, right? I lean that way, but I haven't seen the contract. Yeah, And, and I lean that way only because I think that it, I believe it was foreseeable two years ago when his contract was written that there would be other, maybe not streaming, but there would be multiple avenues. avenues that would could potentially cut into the bonus plan. And I think the bonus plan by negotiating the bonus means you've got to you've got to protect it. You can't impinge upon it regardless of what form. Uh, so, I mean, keep in mind, you used to get movies on eight tracks or discs or VHS. And there's always been something else coming. And now technology wise, it just comes faster. So therefore, if you're in that industry, you should at least realize that it's foreseeable that something might change. Yeah, and there's uh, an overriding uh, assumption that the parties to a, to a contract are going to act in good faith. And so if you're not acting in good faith, in other words, you put this in there, but it's like, yeah, we, I know it says that we're going to do a theatrical release in, in movie theaters, but we, can, we really think we can do whatever we want. Um, then you're not acting in good faith. And yeah. that that's the sort of thing that can get you beyond the four corners of the written agreement and potentially get you into what sort of correspondence was there? What promises did you make outside the agreement? Parole evidence. Parole evidence. It just means that be, the ability to look beyond the words of the agreement itself to try to inter- understand what did the parties mean by this. There's an email that says, Hey, hey, we're we're almost on the verge of this streaming thing. Don't tell them. Yeah, no. It's yeah, nay no, on the stream no. A. Yeah. Or yeah. don't don't worry what it says there because despite all that, we'll only do it in theaters. You know, yeah. um, theaters, theaters, and and you know, could they have anticipated that? Uh, nobody in calendar year 2020 would have gone to a movie theater. Yeah. You know, I mean, could, yeah, it, could no. that have been anticipated? Certainly not by the people who own the movie theaters. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about Kelly Clarkson and her $200,000 a month payment to her soon-to-be ex-husband, Brandon Blackstock. We'll talk about that next on Extra 106.3. This is your day in court. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. 
When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs. With Blue certified, nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer. This is your day in court with Bruce Hagan and Ray Judice on Extra 1063. Welcome back to your day in court with Bruce Hagan and Ray Judice. Our final story is one that I can at least have seen these people at a pretty close distance working in country radio for the last 20 years. And it involves Kelly Clarkson, who is, you know, was on American Idol. She's a star. She does her own TV show. And her husband, soon-to-be ex-husband, well, maybe soon-to-be, her soon-to-be ex-husband, Brandon Blackstock, who is the son of Narva Blackstock, who was married to Reba McIntyre. So it was Reba McIntyre's stepson. They are getting divorced. Kelly Clarkson's 39. But the interesting thing to me is that Kelly Clarkson is going to have to give Brandon... $150,000 $150,000 a month for spousal support, as well as $45,601 in child support. If you average that out on a year, that's about $2.4 million. And it leaves me with my head spinning because there's so many layers to this. Why does he deserve that money if he didn't earn it? Why does now we learn that this is going to run out as soon as the final judgment is made? So I guess why... Why, why is this all happening? Help me understand this. <laughs> well, it's, it's hard to understand the sheer volume of it, but you know the concept is one that's uh, not unique and, and comes up in every divorce. Um, and basically it just has to do with the fact that if, if one party is the greater earner than the other and has established a lifestyle that they've become accustomed to, then they have an obligation, and that's what alimony is for, is to keep them uh, living the same lifestyle to which they become accustomed. And for child support... It tends to be formulaic, meaning that, you know, in Georgia, at least, you know, we have a a statute that will spell out what percentage of your income needs to go to um, care for children, depending on how many children you have. There's there's certain minimums, there might be maximums, and there's ways to deviate from those numbers. Keep in mind, uh, yes, just like we talked about Scarlett Johansson, the, the numbers sound enormous. But Kelly Clarkson makes a fortune, right? Just from the voice, Mm -hmm. she makes apparently $22 million a year, Mm -hmm. just from that. And so $2.4 million a year to the X sounds like a ton, but that's 10% of what she makes just from the voice. And that's not her own personal show. That's not her music But but that's where I struggle. She's making it, not him. (laughs) Hey, when you got that ring on that finger, boy? Yes, sir. Yes, yes, sir. You bought into the 50%. Uh, right, but, that's the deal. But it's not 50. It He's happened not on your 50. watch. Yeah, but here's the thing. That's what a partnership is about. When she came home from that show, whatever it is. She was on American and he Idol now is her a voice. Neck and said, judge. baby, can I bring you some tea? You did great. I love you. He earned his keep, okay? Oh, so wow. if he's going to get 2.4 a year, you can assume their burn rate as a couple and as a family is about 5 million, right? You can pretty much double it and that's what it costs them to live the way they currently live. For better or worse, that's their lifestyle. He's entitled to keep living that lifestyle to Mm. a reasonable degree. I mean, he can't go out and accelerate it. And the kids are going to be in the same private schools. They're going to have the same tutors and nannies and 17 sets of expensive sneakers or whatever it takes to take care of those children. Yeah, Kevin Federline, uh, Britney Spears... uh the father of her kids, you know, I think he's trying to invent some way to keep those kids from reaching the age of 18, like some sort of a special potion to, to delay the aging process because she pays a fortune in child support and he's like, hey, it's all for the kids. But, yeah. you know, I mean, well, but, I don't know if he's making money DJing these days. Uh, right. But to your point, she's got custody. She's got custody. But, yeah, the, the kids are going to be over there and, you know, their room should have the same great accoutrements that it has. at. at and daddy yeah, should but, be able to take them to a great vacation in Paris. Poor old daddy. Like they used to do right you know you know and, how it works. And, and you know it appears too that there, there's been some gamesmanship on his part one thing that the listeners should know is that divorce cases are, across the board are the least favorite cases for any judge who has to hear them mm-hmm. and so if you're 
contemplating divorce, you're in a divorce right now, you would be very well served not to look for your day in court, Mm -hmm. but to look for your day of how can I get out of this as quickly and painlessly as possible because it always comes out worse for you in court. The lawyers will charge a fortune to take your case to court. And um, in the end, the judges are going to, they don't care. They, they, they're not interested. They want that case out of their courtroom to get to things that are seemingly more important to them. It doesn't matter how much money is at stake. You know, going to court on, on a divorce case is almost universally a bad maneuver. And that goes back to our discussion of mediation, how much that is really enforced by the judges in divorce cases. Number two, no judge that I'm aware of ever lost reelection based on divorce cases. They lost re-election because they didn't move the criminal cases or a high-profile criminal case or a big civil case lawsuit between, you know, company XYZ and ABC. Those things hit the news. You're languishing divorce and you're in apartment and she's in the house and you're, you know, unless there's something high-profile, some of those do. But judges do not want those cases in their courtroom. And they will let you sit and stew and you'll keep calling your lawyer at the four ninety-five an hour to ask him or her what's going on. And he'll say, well, the judge is trying a murder case this week. Well, the judge said maybe next summer we'll get to it. Go out and settle the divorce case. Um, Ray and I have a good friend in town who's really one of the top divorce lawyers in the country, certainly uh, in Atlanta, and does a lot of child uh, custody cases and uh, cases for back child support uh, against professional athletes. Um, great guys, built a, an incredible practice for himself. Um, and I remember one of um, my longtime paralegals was getting divorced, and, and this was down in one of the counties on the south side. I can't remember if it was Coweta County or uh, whatever, one of the south Clayton. side counties. Calling him up and saying, hey, look, you know, this is the lawyer that's representing the husband. You know, how's this, how's this going to go? What's going to happen? He goes, oh, look, this is going to go the way all these cases go. The two lawyers are going to fight over everything until all the money is gone meaning that the husband and wife have spent whatever cash they have on legal fees. And they're exhausted. And, and they're, they're exhausted. To surrender. And once all the money's gone, they'll settle. That is the way these cases go. And, there's, and, and you know, it's funny. When I, I was telling you guys off air, when I first started out on my own, before I started only doing personal injury cases, I did whatever came along. You, you came into my office. Somehow or another, my phone rang. What, what you needed was my new specialty. And, and so I did divorce cases back then. And there is no worst area of the law when it comes to trying to have any degree of client satisfaction. You know, Ray's representing somebody in a criminal case. If he gets them a great result, there's a lot of client satisfaction there. They're going to go out and beat the bushes to tell their friends, I've got the best criminal lawyer in town. You, you've got to use Ray Judice. If I get somebody a great result in a personal injury case, they're, they're going to tell the world about it, right? In divorce, you get a great result for somebody in divorce case, they're still miserable. And nobody says, I had the best experience with right. this divorce lawyer. Yeah. He was great. He was yeah. fair. He he was it moved along so smoothly yeah. it just doesn't happen Tell me if this is happening to you I've, I've had this experience where people call me up and say hey can you recommend a really tough bulldog, bulldog. Lady? I need right. a bulldog divorce <laughs> lawyer right and they don't mean a Georgia grad they, yeah. they mean somebody yeah. who's vicious yeah. right and I tell I them I said, Look, I'm just gonna say this to you I hope you understand that's the exact opposite of what you want yeah you know you, you want, want a somebody negotiator, right a good a negotiator. One. these are as Ray said once you get past dealing with the kids and once you get past who gets grandma's china, these are business transactions. You know, th- th- this is strictly an accounting function of divide up the numbers, divide up the assets, and that's it. And what's even better is if the two lawyers actually have worked against and with each other on previous cases, and in a couple hours they can at least maybe get the framework, Yeah. and they've got enough experience to tell each of their clients, okay, here's your list, here's your wish list. And go through doable, doable, not going to happen. Maybe, possibly, maybe fifty percent. Not judge, not going. This judge, not going to do that. Mm-hmm. And just this is how it works because mm-hmm. we've done it before. Whether it's in a criminal case or in a personal injury case, part of a good lawyer's job is to ma- hear the client out, find out what their goals are, but to manage expectations to a reasonable goal. And the reason that doesn't happen as frequently in divorce cases is because of emotion. Oh, yeah. and, and, and just, you know, it's so raw that people can't be clinical and objective a lot of times yeah. because they just want to inflict some suffering or by continuing to engage in battle, at least they still have that person in their life in, mm-hmm. in a twisted, bizarre way. Yeah, they're still connected to them. You yeah. know? Or and, trying to control them. You know, it could be that yeah, too. yeah and, or just sure. not let them win yeah. you know yeah. it's anything they get is seen as a win and and they just can't 
live with that. So yeah. it, it's it's an awful time in people's lives. There's no client satisfaction whatsoever. And even the winners tend to be losers. So yeah. if one, you're listening to this and you're in the middle of one now, call your lawyer and say, do whatever you need to do. Let's get this over. Yeah. One of the on. pieces of free advice I give to folks going through this is, especially if they have young kids, said, you know, listen, you're going to, each of you are going to want to go to that high school graduation, yeah. prom, take them, you know, dress don't, them up for the prom. Don't make it hard. You're going to want, when that, for that wedding, the baby, the grandchildren, you're going to, you need to learn to coexist now because if you do a scorched earth now, it's not going to, you may never happen. And that's yeah. just wrong. You're hurting yourselves, but you're hurting the, the, the kids, the bride and groom, the yeah. future grandchildren, yeah. the, the bar mitzvah, the, the whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. That's See, this such is a why point. anybody out there, you need to call Ray. You have something coming up. Call call Ray. That that sort of wisdom you just don't get from the folks who are thinking of, <laughs> yeah, but I want to charge you a fifty thousand dollar retainer <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and bill against that at five ninety five an hour. Um, and I can't do that if you're being reasonable. Yeah, yeah there you and go. I can only do that if you're out for blood. That's right. Well, if someone does want to get a hold of you, Ray, and they want you to walk them through that. Sure. 404-964-4185. And it's just as Bruce says. And if you're a listener and you have a legal case, call us. We may not. We're not going to probably take the case. We may give you two or three names of great lawyers that we know that aren't there to bleed the what's left of the, of the, the plasma of the account. and Because that's what we do know. And if we send you to somebody... Uh, that means we trust that lawyer, and we know that lawyer, and we've seen that lawyer, he or she, work well. Yeah, Bruce, how do we get home? Yeah, of and, you know, Ray and I are both so old at this point that, you know, we can say, look, I've known this guy for 35 years, <laughs> and I'm telling you, he's going to do what he says, you know. So, um, yeah, it's, it's uh, Bruce at Hagen-Law.com, H-A-G-E-N-Law.com. 404-522-7553. You'll get a lawyer on the phone. Maybe even me. Usually me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, anything you need with personal injury cases, we handle those across the board. But as Ray says, anything you need at all, uh, it might be a tax attorney, it might be a divorce lawyer, uh, whatever it might you be. Might need, you might not need a lawyer. You might Sometimes not need a lawyer. I tell folks, you don't have a legal yeah. problem. You have a dispute. Take Go get a bottle of wine and go next door and share it with your neighbor and work that fence dispute out. Here, here's what you need, a chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're, you're worried about who, who's responsible for that limb. Just cut it down. Just cut it down. <laughs> You've been listening to Your Day in Court with Bruce Hagan and Ray Judice here on Extra 106.3. Have a great weekend. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs. With Blue certified, nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.